everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All, All Things Smelling In Podcast. We are certified women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Poppin', how you feeling? I'm good, girl. I'm good. I'm just, you know, being a regular schmegula person, going to work. Regular schmegula? <laughs> regular schmegula. I haven't re- haven't been anywhere lately. Nowhere. Nowhere. I haven't traveled. But you know what? I will say that when I look back on, like, all my travel experiences, I'm like, everywhere that I go, I literally hit the ground running. And I don't actually travel to actually relax. So I honestly think as soon as my PTO days recharge at yeah. the beginning of the year, which is in a few months, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to take maybe a week off to literally do nothing. Like I'll stay here and just do nothing because I just need to do nothing. And um, I think that's what will recharge me because yeah. I've just been so tired. You know, that's a good idea. Um, yeah. Last year for New Year's, me and my friend, um, we, for like four days or something, we got a room in downtown Dallas and we had a staycation and it was the most relaxing thing ever. And if I don't do anything for New Year's again, like I would definitely do a staycation. Like I don't care if none of my friends want to do it with me. I would do it by myself. Yeah. I just need it. I need to just not do anything. Like if I, I need to be staying in my apartment that I'm paying for. Listen, that's what I need to do. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, that's all that's going on with me. I'm just being, you know, an adult out here in these streets. Girl. So, <laughs> a very special day is coming up. Yes. My mom's birthday. Ew. Listen, she's turning. It's a very big birthday. I can't tell y'all her age because she'll kill me. <laughs> but no, I am like planning something for my mom. We're going to do what we usually do because, listen, if I don't take her to her regular spot that we always go to that she loves. She's going to fight me. Um, You're going to have to square up. I'm going to have to square up. So we will be going to Red Lobster. Um, But I want to do something. Like, I want us to do something different together. So mm-hmm. I have something planned. That's um, sweet. I took off. And um, we're just going to spend two or three days together. And we just going to have a good time. Fun fact, my mom and her oldest sister were actually born on the same day. <laughs> so I guess my grandparents just closed it out. they're like this it oh my gosh well happy birthday to your mommy we are gonna have an amazing time and i'm gonna get on her nerves for 36 hours (laughs) she can i'm ready to go i'm ready to go back home um well i'm going to east texas actually oh i i haven't been east texas she's gonna be ready for you to go (laughs) yes but like i haven't been east texas in a while because my parents have been spoiling me because they've been coming up here Mm -hmm. and so they came up like they came up in may they came up in june they came up in july they did not come up in august and i was trying to swing september but my time is running out it is so (laughs) rent out to east texas i will go well you know what that's good it's always good to see your parents um yeah for me i don't know who i thought i was going to my parents twice in one day like one day yes because i had well i was over in their area and i just I'm that kind of person. I'm not going to ride past your house and not hit you up and be like, hey, I'm in the area if you're my parents <laughs> or my family. Like, I'm going to stop by. And so that's what I did. And then I had to go on and handle some other stuff. And then my dad was like, yeah, so you coming back for the Cowboys game, right, bruh? 
you don't live around the corner. I mean, you don't live far, but dang. Like, so I went, yeah. I've spoiled my parents because they expect to see me now every Sunday, especially during football season. Well, that's closer than the three hours I am. <laughs> it is. But I'm like, I have spoiled y'all. Like, y'all don't come to where I stay. Y'all know exactly where I live. Y'all never come. You know the funny thing? <laughs> my dad thinks he lives here when he comes. Like, last year he bought me a big screen TV. He bought that for himself when he comes because he will not let me watch the <laughs> that's TV. His, that's his TV. He is. He'd be like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> Dad, you know that this is my house. Like, I pay the bills. He'd be oh like, what's God. that got to do with me watching ESPN? You're right. Nothing. It that has nothing to do with you watching. You just continue since this is your place while you're here. That is too funny. And um, he didn't make friends with the neighbors. <laughs> He's talking about Shelby. Do you know such? No. Oh, my God. Come on. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> I have my friends. I have my way of life. No. That is funny. That is dad's for you. Listen, y'all pray for Harvey Wayne. Oh, that reminds me. This is a really quick story that I never told you about. But last, Are you holding secrets now? It's not a secret. But last <laughs> Sunday, um, when I went to my parents' house, my dad was like, hey, can we go out to eat? I want to go to Benihana's. Benihana's? <laughs> Bro, like most people say chili, there's cheddar. <laughs> He's talking about, yeah, let's go to Benny Hines. I want them to cook in front of me, sir. So we go. <laughs> of course you did. And when we get there, okay, so it's me, my brother, and my brother's girlfriend. And at the time, my mom was out of town still. So when we got there, I don't know about you, but when I see if, you know how it's set up, right? Like you got to normally sit with other random people at the yeah. table. Which I always think is awkward because is. I'm kind of like an introvert and I won't, like I will just look at you. I just want my <laughs> So anyway, but when we sat, first of all, they sat us with this other black couple. So it was a guy and a girl and they had two very small children. Oh, Lord. Like a toddler and then like one that probably was not even a year old. What did Jimmy and Sarah do? Lord, first of all, I walked up and I was just like, hello, you know, being polite before I sat down because I had to sit right next to them. And basically... The guy, you could just tell it was one of those dudes that ain't never been nowhere because he was just acting so ghetto. I'm like, ooh, child, ghetto (laughs) because he was just being loud and rude. He wanted three cups of rice. He wanted extra sauce. He had, like, you know, they give you those little things of sauce. Like, he was doing the most. And he was rude. And he, like, while the woman was, like, taking care of all the, both of the kids, like, he wasn't trying to help her with nothing. He trying to drink his watermelon margarita. He was not even, he... That's like that bothers me. So my dad, who is the person that don't hold back, oh Lord, he was that? just talking mess right in front of the man. <laughs> I said, Dad, I cannot, like, bruh, my brother gonna have to help you fight because I can't do nothing. <laughs> like, he just was like, I don't know why he's sitting up there acting like that. I'm like, Dad, he can hear you. He's literally <laughs> right here. He's like, I don't care. He's rude. I'm like, Dad, like, he was just out here just. I mean, your daddy had a point. He did. He was rude. Like, he got up and left. Um, the dinner and his wife or whoever girlfriend whatever was just sitting there with First the two kids. Gave you two kids and I done brought you out here to have a nice dinner and you gonna ignore me and act like he ignored everybody at the table. He act, I feel like it's one of those instances. It was his birthday, I think he said. So it's probably something where like they got the invitation to come out there because they give you a free meal for your birthday, and they just went. And, but you can tell like he's not used to going nowhere. He got up and left her. She had to get the kids by herself. I was just like, and my dad was not having it. And then it was so awkward for the cook because after they left, the cook came back 
and said, I'm sorry, you guys. I just want to make sure that y'all had a great time while I was out here cooking. So, you know, it wasn't just me tripping or my dad tripping. Like, it was an awkward experience. I said, Dad, next time we're going to Chili's where we can have our (laughs) own booth and we can just do. Chili's don't fail you. It doesn't. So, that was my long roundabout story about Well, I hope she (laughs) kicked him to the curb if he act like that all the time. I don't know. So, that just reminds me of our first segment, (laughs) which is dating and relationships. I mean, I didn't want to judge her yeah because i don't know them but if he got on my nerves in the first five minutes he can on her nerves bruh and she has two little kids yes like sir you need to get over here and help i don't yes. care if it's your birthday or not we done brought these kids out mm-hmm. here you know they're little you know they don't really you know yes but that also just goes to show like it's really important to like get out and do stuff and not to just do the stuff that you want to do yeah and like go to chili's go to top golf like do stuff because i feel like so many times like when we date and we doing stuff like we do the same old same old and we stay in the house Take me out. Yes. I want somebody to see me. I'm trying to get like on a level 10 over yes. here. Listen, my man got to take me out. Like we going out. Like I'm going out with or without you. I felt like she was trying to do something nice for his birthday because you could tell he just never been nowhere. He was mean and just grumpy and just, he was holding up my food because he wanted extra rice. He, the, the cook asked who want extra shrimp. He going to raise his hand. Bro, you got two servings <laughs> of scrimps already. Like, How many? Two scrimps. Two scrimps. Two scrimps. Two scrimps. <laughs> I was so mad at him in the first five minutes. But I hate when people do. I hate when people act up like that. But I also hate when people are rude to like the staff. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. Ladies, listen to me. Listen to how and watch how a man treats like the staff. Because I used to be a waitress when I was in high school. And I've waitressed before. So I really pay attention to how people interact with staff. Because like I'm always I'm always overly polite. I'm like, please, thank you. Like, if it's not trouble. Like, I'm so overly polite that they be like, I'm supposed to do all of this. Yeah. Even if they're getting on my nerves, I'm going to be polite because you could spit in my food and my water or something, and I would never know. So, (laughs) but needless to say, I didn't want to judge her, but I hope that um, We're praying for you, sis, whoever you are. Um, And them babies. Yes. So, that brings us to our first segment, Dating and Relationships. So, we want to talk about social media memes lord and how these memes or self-proclaimed relationship experts are shaping our perception of dating so do you think shelby that whatever we see on social media really shapes like our generation's um view or perception of dating and if so how do you think so i think society yes me no (laughs) um because i think like if you think about it, um, we grew up watching Disney and Nickelodeon, but let's talk about Disney. Okay. And Disney sells you this idea that you're going to get your Prince Charming and that he's going to be great and he's going to be perfect and he's going to whisk you off in the wind where like in Cinderella. <laughs> where he is. He's lost. Yes, That's where he is. Clearly. Um, he got lost. He probably took a wrong turn. You got GPS. Siri, where you at? Anyway, but I think that we grew up, you know, watching, you know, these Disney channels and these Disney movies. I, and I think that that kind of skewed a lot of our perceptions of what love is and what a relationship is. Yeah. I think a lot of people have not really seen a healthy relationship. I think a lot of people don't even know what a healthy relationship looks like. Right. So I think that has skewed people's relationships. And I think a lot of people rely on media like TV and movies and memes Mm -hmm. to tell them how their relationship should be. But first and foremost, 
for me, it doesn't skew my perception because, A, you don't know what somebody's dealing with behind closed doors. You do not. You don't know what they had to go through to get that. You do not. So, I'm a type of person, like, if I see something on social media or I see a couple and they're in love or whatever they may be, like, I'm the type of person that I can admire that for what it is. Like, oh, you know, that looks great. Oh, I hope they're happy. Oh, I hope that's genuine. And I keep it moving. For instance, like, one of my favorite pages to follow on Instagram is me and somebody's son. <laughs> Because, listen, I'm trying to see someone day and be with me and somebody. So, like, that is one of my yeah. favorite pages. I will say, when I first started following it, like, I would find myself being like, you know, like, why don't I have body? But like, why, why am I not dating? And then, like, I had to, like, check myself and be like, Shelby, if you're going to follow this page, you need to get out your feelings. Either you're going to get out your feelings or you're going to delete the page and not follow it. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't delete the page. I got out my feelings. And I just realized, like... For me, I just realized, like, you have to admire the season that you're in. Like, if you're single, you have to admire that season. But I think it's really dangerous if you start to envy what you see or perceive someone else to have. Because while you're envying what someone else has, you're not working on who you need to be to receive the type of man or woman that you want. That is facts. And if you think about it, social media, people put out there what they want you to see. It's like a snapshot. But, I mean, let's be honest. Like, there's a lot of YouTubers that are, like, couples that are making money off of the amount of subscribers they have just by, like, being a couple on YouTube. Yeah. And it's, like, people will put out there what they want you to see. But also, social media is just so surface level. Oh, my gosh, You have no idea what somebody's really um, dealing with or if they're really happy with each other and all that. So, for me, my only perception comes from what I've experienced. Yeah. And that's just real. Like, I can't can't look at a meme of some celebrities that I don't know or a relationship expert that's telling me if he ain't doing this, then he ain't your husband. Like, I'm not going to feed into that. Sir, I don't even know you. Do you even have a healthy relationship? Exactly. Exactly, because there's just one particular person. People are ripping him to shreds, but I know you've seen him. I think his name is like Derek something. Oh, he they're always ripping I him I forgot to his name. It's Derek. But he's always in the car, like doing it's these. It's like Derek Jackson or something like that. Yeah, doing these. Well, supposedly he's married. And people are like, yeah, I guess you're outside in the car because your wife don't want to hear that, that stuff you talking in the house. Like, just they ripping him to shreds because he always has something to say about ladies. If he ain't doing this, then this ain't what you need to do. Like, to me, there's no handbook on how to have a relationship. There, there's, That part. Because people need to realize that they need to self-reflect on who they are as an individual. Listen, before that part you, <laughs> Before you try to be in a relationship with someone and try to tell them what they need to do in order to be your husband or yeah. wife or whatever. I'm like... No, my perceptions of dating have changed over the time. Oh, of I course. will say that. Because you've grown. I've grown, I've matured, I've experienced. So I will never sit up here and be like, oh, well, this meme said all dudes are trash, so that's what I'm going to believe. No, no. you can't because I don't believe that. I have brothers, I, uh, a brother, I have uncles and cousins. Like, I'm yeah. not, none of them are trash. My dad, none of them. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit up here and label all men as trash because I'm hurt or I see something on social media that says it yeah so i think that that's a a lot of that going around but i think a lot of people do have this fake phony perception yeah of how dating should be um there's nothing wrong with like having an idea having an idea of what you want but let's like be realistic about it yeah like of course everybody would want your prince charming to whisk you off your feet bruh but listen, sometimes I be toes that got to turn into princes <laughs> that you got to work with. I've had too many toads, bruh. But too I think, many toads. 
But you know what? I really don't think that you're going to have a good perception of being in a relationship until you're actually in a relationship. Yeah. But I do think that you know at the end of the day if someone is treating you right and if somebody is treating you wrong. Mm Because, listen, ladies, like, it be, like, in your spirit. It do. Like, up in your heart between your gut. Like, it be like, listen. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you, sis. Get out, sis. Sis. Run. (laughs) But, no, I think that we have to stop. I think sometimes that's why... um, Sometimes a lot relationships fail mm-hmm. because you built it on a fantasy and you built it on what you thought it should be yeah. instead of building it on a foundation that you and your partner decided what it was going to be. Yeah. I think when you start talking to somebody or dating somebody or being exclusive or whatever, I think that you really do have to have a conversation about what you want your relationship to look like and how you want that to go. Like I said, I think it's okay to admire other people, but I think it's you get in a really dangerous thing when you start envying other people. Yeah. And I think you run the risk of ruining your relationship. I think you run the risk of missing out on your Prince Charming. Because when you get with somebody, like, they're not going to be ready-made. No, they're not. Like, you all are going to have to develop and grow together. Like, to me, when I think about it, like, I think of two whole people coming together and deciding that and making a conscious decision that we are going to try to work to be together and build something greater. Now, when you do that, then you decide, okay, This is what I'm wanting. This is what I expect. And you work toward that. Like, you cannot have a healthy relationship based on a meme. You cannot have a healthy relationship based on a picture because you don't know what they went through to get that, what they're enduring, or if even if it's genuine. And I always tell people, be very careful when you pray to have what somebody else has because you don't know how they got it, you don't know how they are, and you don't know what they're enduring. Right. You can't because then you're going to have to end up putting up with some stuff you never knew that you were going to have to put up with because you done prayed and, and covered somebody else's situation. Um, and I think it just goes back to people wanting what they don't have. Yeah. And feeling like they're missing out on something. So I think if you're thinking that if you're single and you're thinking that you're missing out on something because you're not in a relationship and then you see all these pages on social media yeah. where People are getting engaged and people are getting married or on dates or whatever. And that you're like, oh, well, why can't that be me? Well, it, nobody's saying that it can't be you. Listen, it just ain't you right now. That part. Like, what are we doing? Why yeah. are we feeling sorry for ourselves? So I think that it's important to create your own perception based off of what you want, not what other people are doing or what other people are telling you. That this is right or this is wrong. Or if your husband doesn't do this, then you need to leave. Like, no, have your own experience in your own relationship. Make your own choices. Yeah. And like you said, it doesn't come ready made. So you're going to have to put that love in it. This is not yeah. a lifetime movie. They and ain't going to just come with, with love. Like he just going to show up on a white horse and be like, I love you. No. Everybody got baggage. Everybody. Everybody going to put, you have to put it with something. Something. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. So <laughs> I just, um, I just really hope that like, People really understand that your perception is your perception. Yeah. But don't let somebody else tell you this is what you should do. Yeah. So. I think that was great advice. That was. I I need to listen to my own advice. Listen. <laughs> I need to listen to myself. Girl. Um. So let's move on to the journey. And this is where we discuss something about our journey um, to building our brand, All Things Melanin. Yeah. So we want to talk about staying positive. So how do we stay positive on this journey and what are some challenges we face when building a positive and uplifting platform? What are our challenges? 
Um, I think it's really hard to be positive. Nobody's positive all the time. So let's just right. get that out there. Right. Like I'm not positive Patty all the time. I'm a pretty positive person, but I'm not positive Patty all the time. I think the first thing is making a conscious decision to be happy and to be as positive as you can be without being fake. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I ask myself what I'm not like, I get upset about something like Shelby. Like, does this really matter? Yeah. Did you have a bad day or did you have a bad five or 10 minutes? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think you have to evaluate the situation. Um, I think, um, like, a challenge that I've experienced on our journey um, with being positive is sometimes I just get really exhausted and tired and frustrated with things. Sometimes I just have a lot going on. And then, like, maybe sometimes, like, we're recording or we're, you know, working on something. Like, I have not showed up every time we did something with a positive attitude. But... I had to make a conscious decision to change my attitude. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not the most positive, but it's not the most negative. Yeah. You know? And I think that has been a challenge for me is learning to check my emotions at the door. Because if I'm negative and I'm in a bad mood, then I'm going to project that into what we're doing, which is defeating the whole purpose. So I've had to learn how to check my emotions and kind of like turn them around. So, for instance, like if I know if I'm in a bad mood and I know we're about to do something, one thing that I do is sometimes I'll meditate. Sometimes I'll just get on my knees and I'll start praying. I'm like, God, I need you to remove this demon that is in me and that is tripping. (laughs) We don't have time for this today. Not today. Or sometimes like, which is really like an instant mood booster, I'll put on a playlist. You know, and I'll listen to some music. But something that has really been a, a really good mood booster for me is I will take a shower. If I'm at home, it could be in the morning, it could be in the evening, it could be in the middle of the day. I will take a shower and I will blast music. And that literally just soothes my mood. And that's um, really important. It's about you have to train your mind to stay positive. Because I'll be super duper honest. I was in a moody mood today. Yeah. I didn't want to come over here. I didn't do this. I didn't. Yeah. Because I was just so exhausted. My mind was somewhere else. And I was like, Erica, this is not about you right now. <laughs> like, yeah. you have a job to do. And if you're really committed to it, then you have to come in here and do what you do. This is this is bigger than you. You keep telling yourself this is not about you. So stop making it about you. Yeah. And when you train your mind to actually think positive or think about the the outcome of what you're doing, yeah. then that should change your attitude because yeah. it's really easy to be in a mood. I mean, of course we have a long day and then at the end of the day we're doing a side hustle and sometimes you just ain't feeling it at all. And it's, I mean, throughout our, our brand, it's all about positivity, which I love because both of us are really positive and supportive people. But sometimes we need that positivity. We need that support. And it's like, sometimes it's just like, bro, I don't have, I I just, I'm not feeling it. And that's real because you're not always going to feel, especially when you're doing something positive. I think that's when the devil comes at you 10 times harder. When you're actually touching people and you're actually doing what you're called to do. Yeah. And so for me, I always try to start my day off with listening to some sort of like, positive message whether yeah. that be from a pastor or or whatever and then also listen to my worship music that just gets my brain in the car like ready for the day but then I also have to train myself and be like God has blessed you with the ability to even do this yeah so why are you being selfish just because you're yeah. a little sleepy tonight like yeah. push through sis yeah. because this ain't even the beginning of it like yeah. when you actually get to the level that you want to be at in your brand Staying positive is going to be even harder because it's going to be even more challenges coming at you. Yeah. So when you just think about it that way, it's like, come on, 
push through, sis. Yeah. That's what I, I literally have to talk to myself. Yeah. Like, push through, Erica. <laughs> yeah. So, basically... You really just have to decide in your mind, like, what type of day you're going to have. Yeah. And it's not all, it's really not to me, it's not about being positive all the time. It's about, it's about your attitude and it's about how you decide to behave and to act. Yeah. In situations. Because there are times I go into the room and I really am not with the ish. Yeah. I'm not with it at all. But listen, you couldn't tell from my attitude. You couldn't tell from the way that I'm presenting myself. Mm -hmm. And I've had to learn how... To say, like, this is bigger than me. This is not about me. I'll go home and I'll suck and I'll do whatever I got to do. But, I mean, there are going to be days where, like, you're just not positive. You just don't have the nicest things to say. and It's just, it's life. It is life. And so that's part of the challenge. But when we have a platform like we do, like, it's a responsibility for us. But I do know that anytime we are um, on social media leaving positive affirmations or just spreading positivity is genuine yeah we really do believe what we put out there yeah so even though we be in our feelings sometimes i mean that's natural sometimes you're just like i don't feel like hearing nothing positive i just want to complain and be negative nancy today yeah. um but i mean you can have that day but don't stay in that day yeah so um i think it's just about training your mind i agree so let's get into our mentor moment so this is some some question that was submitted to us um and then we're gonna give our advice on it so the question or scenario is um it says shelby and erica i have a old friend reach out to me on social media but we drifted apart several years ago but lately i've been feeling like this person wants to get back into the friendship that we had before we are adults now and our lives have changed since then but i am hesitant to give this friendship another try what are your thoughts on taking back an old friend? Ooh. Are you want me to go first? I mean, you can. Yes. Um, you go first. Um, taking back an old friend, I would say be cautious about it. What are the reasons why you're not friends in the beginning? Listen. I mean, from the first time. Um, I am a person that I've said this before. Like I, I would give someone a second chance, but it depends on what happened and where they are in their life. Because if you haven't been connected with them for a long period of time they couldn't be a changed person for the better but I don't necessarily think you should have the expectation that the friendship will be the same like it was before yeah and that's okay because like you said in here like you are adults and your lives have changed whether they have kids now or married now or whatever the life change has happened it does do something to you as a person so I would say it doesn't have to go back to like it was before, but I think that if you continue to just, um, like if it's small talk, hey, how you doing? That's fine. But if they're trying to like hang out with you again and doing all that, if you're not comfortable with it, I say it's okay to not be comfortable with it. Yeah. For me, I'm very cautious of people, so I probably be, would just leave it at the small talk and keep it moving. Yeah. What do you, what would you say? Um, I actually had this happen to me, um, like a year or so ago. Um, somebody that I used to be really, really close with, um, reached out to me to, to, to meet and catch up and different things like that. And, um, just kind of going through my emotions, I was really kind of hesitant because I was like, you know, like, why would you want to talk to me? Like, why, like what we need to talk about, you know? Mm-hmm. And I will say this person, we were able to, I'll say this, we were able to hash out our problem and what we were upset about. She told me how she felt. I told her how I felt. But we kind of left it at that. Like, we're not best friends. 
we'll never be best friends again. Mm-hmm. We'll never be cool like that. But we did hash out what we had to say. I think that you have to decide, first and foremost, how do you feel about it? Do you even want to hear this person out or do you even want to speak to this person? Because if you don't, you don't have to. You can pray about it and let it go. And I think sometimes you can forgive somebody and not talk to them again. And yeah. I think we forget that. We think if we got if we forgive them, then we got to be best friends with them. No, sis, you don't. No, you don't. Like, you have to do what's best for you. So that's the first and foremost thing. Second thing I would say is if you do decide to, be this per- to talk to this person and you do decide to be open to receive, like, I pray that you have discernment about it. I pray that you trust your gut feeling to know why this person wants to be in your life again. Like, does this person, is this person genuinely sorry? Like, what, like you said, like, what happened? Or does this person see that you're popping now and they want a piece of the pie? That part. Because a lot of times people will, people will try to attach themselves to what they see that you're doing or where you're going. And so you have to be very weary about that in whatever season you are in your life because you worked very very hard to get where you are and a lot of times when people try to reattach themselves to you they don't have anything to lose but you do so Mm -hmm. be very careful about the people that you allow to be back in your circle and their intentions yes so i would say go with what you feel is right but if you do want to bridge the conversation i would just see be very very weary of it i would see say be very careful i would say pray for discernment but i will also say don't rush into anything because there is more than likely a reason why you are not cool with them and i also will want you to know is that some people and are coming our lives for a season and you got to decide like obviously that person's season was up like should it stay up right or can it you know go back in rotation but be very careful like that's really kind of like a judgment thing yeah, that's but I'm what, really I'm really weird and stuff like that. Me too. That's why I'm like, I, if it was personally me, I would just keep it at the small talk because I just am very cautious. Period. Yeah. So that was great advice, and I, I just think so. hope it works out, girl. Um, so if you have a question you would like for us to answer yeah. on our mentor moment, please submit those questions to allthingsmelanintv at gmail dot com. Yep. Yep. So let's get into our words of encouragement. So um, we want to share this Bible verse with you. It comes from Psalm 1611 and it says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures of your right hand. So first of all, I love the book of Psalm. I do. I just feel like it's a book of worship and praise. Um, and so particularly what this line means to me is just concentrating on like the goodness of God and how he can literally bring you joy in the midst of your world when you feel like you have nothing to be happy about yeah. or nothing to be joyful about yeah. because joy honestly does come from the Lord. And I feel like when you're just happy, you're relying on happenings that are around you. Yeah. And so to me, this calms my spirit at times because I'm just always on the go, on the go, on the go. And I'm not really focused on the joy of life at times. I'm just yeah. trying to get things done. I'm trying to get to this place and do this. Yeah. And I just feel like if we just concentrate on how God can fill you with joy, you can enjoy those moments. Yeah. Enjoy each day. Like think of something that you enjoy about the day or 
the activity that you're doing or the moment that you're in. Yeah. Instead of always trying to get to the next thing or get to the next day or next yeah. week. So that's what it means to me. What, yeah. do you, what does it mean for you? I would say for me, it just really reminds me that my joy comes from God. It does not come from anything or anyone else. No. And it just really makes me remember and be more aware of that anything that I need is going to come from God and not anybody else. That is true. And I think we can leave out on prayer on that one. Okay, Sister Erica, go ahead and check us out, Pastor. <laughs> well, close your eyes. Stop looking at me. Um <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> and if you're driving, sway with it. Okay. So, dear God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you for the day that you've blessed us with. And I ask that anybody that is listening to our podcast, that you will continue to give them joy and peace and patience. And whatever they are struggling with, I ask that you will let them know that your burden is light and that you will take away their fears, their anxieties, their worries, and that you have everything under control. And that if they just trust you and lean on you, you will be there to give them that strength and you will be there to give them the joy to endure the rest of the moments and the rest of the day. And we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.